first session at this camp. We were playing D&D. And we were playing in the dining hall. We had a little room off to the side from everyone else where the staff ate. Hmm. And because this was this was better because there was a table in there. There wasn't a table in the dorm. There was no space for a table. So I was like, okay, we'll just do it in here. Um, I kind of don't really want people there because A, they'll think it's satanic and B, they think it's really nerdy. So they'll be making jokes. But anyway, uh, we did it. We did it in the, uh, in, in there. And then we were all like, okay, this is fun. And then the head director walks in and he's all like, oh, you guys are playing a game. I'm going to sit down and watch. The, the guy who is, he's an old, older guy, the yeah. one most likely to condemn this. Um, he sits down and he's all like, oh, wow, this is interesting. <laughs> uh, thankfully, they weren't doing anything weird. It was a bunch of fighter classes fighting a bear. Okay. So, so there was so no no satanic magic. No no satanic magic yet. Um, so they they fought this bear. He was like, "Ooh, yeah, get the bear." And then so we had we've had our character sheets and everything on the table. And then <laughs> a little bit later on, he looks at it and he's all like, "Is this Dungeons and Dragons?" <laughs> So, and we're all, I'm all like, yeah. And then he's all like, oh, oh no, we, we, we had a real problem with Dungeons and Dragons back in the 80s. Let me tell you. And then uh, we started using like message and stuff. And then there was, he was like, how are you doing that? And then one guy, he, he, he was trying to diffuse it. So he said telepathy. And then the guy, and then he was like, Telepathy. <laughs> uh, and then another guy was like, he's another guy who's socially aware. He was like, okay, got to defuse this situation. It's a superpower. If we're superheroes, and he's like, superpowers and, are okay. and then he's all like, oh, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But but you but you but but you play without all the weird stuff, right? You play without all the weird stuff, and I'm like, can define weird stuff. If you define weird stuff as like gods and demons, then no, that's not in this campaign. So I'm, I can truthfully say no. Okay, yes, <laughs> no, we are not. We are not playing with the weird stuff. And then, but you have telepathy. Telepathy is weird stuff. Okay, don't fire me, please. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was all fine. It was all fine. It, it probably would have been worse if we like tried to get campers to play, but we didn't. So that's how we avoided getting fired playing D and D at a Christian camp. What was your campaign about, though? Like, uh, so I kind of just made it up on the fly. I, I I made like a one. We had a huge party. There was like seven or eight people. Oh shoot! So so what we did, I I split them into two parties so that we wouldn't be crazy. We would give some each player some playtime. Um, there were orcs. Orcs were it was basically orcs raiding the village, find out why they're doing it. Um, I told them there have been some, there were some noises over at this baron's house. Go go investigate that. Some of you can go investigate that. And there's also uh, some some item in this dungeon that might help you defeat the orcs. You can go look at that. Um, and they split the party, which was okay because there's eight of them. Um, so they they do that. They find out the baron has an orc in his basement, and the the orc leads them to. Uh, his lair, and the other guys join them. Uh, yeah, but when when we split, we basically 
lost all the guys who went the other way, so they became under my control. So I was in, under control of like four four guys. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, then they went to the mountain, the mountain uh, where the orcs were, and the orcs were all gone. No, that was not that was not what happened. That was not what happened at all. They killed the orcs. They killed all the orcs, and. Oh, and then they found another guy who joined the party late, who was chained. Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. So, so, so inside joke here. So inside joke here, they they found this guy. Okay. I need to explain. I need to explain the kind of person this guy was. Not 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 his D and D character. The actual person. His name was Ethan. Okay. Great guy. Loved the guy to death. He was my roommate, but he was a little small for his age. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was also very confident. He was very organized, very proper, and kind of spoke his mind, um, which resulted in no end of, I don't want to say bullying, but <laughs> bullying. Uh, playful teasing. He, uh, if it makes you feel any better. He deserved it, but <laughs> okay. It, 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 it... I am not, I'm getting mixed messages. I know your thoughts on this guy right now. I'm not. I'm not saying he was a horrible person. He was a great guy, but like he said stuff that was like, okay, you're asking for it, man. Okay. <laughs> do, do, I'll, I'll, not, I'll accept it. Kind of, kind of like, kind of, kind of like you, kind of like you. You know. I'll accept it. Let's proceed. <laughs> I'm not a bad person, okay? I, I'm getting mixed messages on this right now, but all right. Anyway, um, so he he would say stuff that was like, okay, you know? So like, he, we find him. He's a dragonborn in this cave. And then everyone's all like, he was tied up. And everyone's all like, like he, was he like, is he like a slave or something? Hey. He's a cave slave. And then for the rest of the summer and the campaign, he would be called cave slave. That would, and okay. I, I guarantee you, if we go back next year, he will still be called cave slave. Am I giving the wrong impression right now? Is, is this sounding bad? This is sounding like you're desperately trying to accept that you're not a bully, but you are. <laughs> Well, you know, like those scenes where you're just like you're just desperate, you're just telling yourself so hard. Pretty sorry, I'm I'm on my third cup of coffee, and so what happened was they went to the mountain and they they were in this little little cave, um. So they were all like, "All right, let's sleep here for a bit, uh, see if any orcs come back." I'm pretty sure none did, but there was a door behind the throne of the king orc. They went in through the door. There was a tunnel that led downward. They went downward to the tunnel. However, before this, they saw men, humans, walk into the cave. No, they did not. They saw them walk out of the cave from the door, and they were like, where are they coming from? They go down. They walk down, and all of a sudden, some of them feel as if they are suddenly standing in a field. 
and they see in the distance a city. Interesting. Some of the, and some of them are like, what just happened? Describe the city. De vivid detail. Large, large city with great walls and pillars and markets and a large palace at the end. When they started to walk, though, they hit their heads on the side of the cave. And then they, one of them did that. And they're like, if you hit your head on the side of the cave, you lose the vision of the city. So everyone hit their head on the side of the cave to lose the vision of the city. They go down into the cave. They find a massive cavern. Massive. And in the, in the cavern is the city that they saw. Mm. But it's not in the field. It's in the cavern. They go into the city. They find out everyone thinks they're in a city in a field. <gasps> what? Nani. Nani. They go to sleep outside the city. Men leave the city. They look at them. Their eyes are zombie-like. They come, the men come back. They go back in the city. There's a weird device in the center of town. What does it do? They don't know. One of them gets caught by the guards and taken to the palace because he was doing being stupid. <laughs> okay. Welcome to one the, the every adventure. Um. <clears throat> nice they, knife thrower. <laughs> they go. We'll get to that eventually, people. Oh, we will. And I'm, I'm the one who described, who's describing the story. Just so you get the DM context for this. All right. They, appoint, they, they schedule an appointment with the king the next day. Uh, they spend the rest of the day kind of goofing off. I don't really remember what happened. But then the next, uh, that night, they decide, you know, you know what the problem is here? The king. The king needs to die. So they sneak into the palace, into the king's room, and the king awakens, and they fight the king, and the king dies. And then, as soon as they realize that the main campaign is over, they start doing random crap. Okay. <laughs> uh, two, two people who have had a rivalry, one of them being uh, Ethan, the aforementioned cave slave, um, and Matt, a colleague of mine, who was very annoyed by his character, much like Garrus and Molveth's uh, rivalry. Mm -hmm. um, and and the monk, the monk, the human monk, killed the dragonborn ranger quite easily because rangers are not great. So, <laughs> the fact. So uh, yeah, he died. And and one. One uh, rogue, dwar dwarven rogue, saw a shiny rock at the very top of the cavern, and he was like, I want to climb it. I want to climb and get it. So he climbed and get it. What he wanted to do, he had a grappling hook. What he wanted to do was tie it to an arrow, shoot the arrow, and before it secured into the rock, jump off so he would be able to climb up. The arrow missed, and he died. 
<laughs> okay. And that was the end. Wait, so how many of the power to the party actually survived? Uh, only the, only those two people died. Okay. Are you going to keep this campaign going next summer if you do it again? Or? I don't think anyone has their character sheet still. Okay, you can probably figure out character stats and stuff, but... I feel like people would probably want to branch out and try new stuff. Mm-hmm. So what, like, what, what, what kind of camp is this? Is it just, like, you're kind of just... Boosting? It's a, it's a, it's a family camp. So, like, we, we have... Okay, I'm gonna come... From... I'm gonna go to the washroom and come back, because I really have to pee. Okay. Don't go anywhere. I kind of want to say, like, say the story right now. But I, I, I do want to save it too, because this is gonna. I want to just branch in all of our current campaign stories. It's gonna be. If you drop the deck of many things, you draw every single card. So. Is that is that what it says in the book? No, technically not. But anyway, so each is a Christian family camp. We they they host retreats throughout the year, uh, but during the summer they have week long conference weeks where families will come in on the Saturday and they, uh, they have their activities set up for the kids throughout the week and uh, the adults have their own church services that they go through. Um, there are uh, caught, there are, there are little there are little cabins and lodges for people to uh, stay in over the week, but the majority of people there, um, actually no, that's probably not true, a large, a large amount of the people who are there live in the trailer park hmm. um, throughout the whole summer, um, and yeah, there are different there are different departments where people work because it is a business, and that's how businesses work. Okay. There's the snackery, which is like the little the little cafe. Get a little, hey, I want some of those fuzzy peaches. I want some of those ice cream. I want I want some burger and fries right now. That's what I want. And uh, people work there. They cook food. Let me take you through the departments. There's also the kitchen. The kitchen is the dining hall, but they're different departments. The dining hall and the kitchen are different. People who work in the kitchen cook food and food is served at specific times. You cannot go in there and say, I want a burger right now, because they do not have a burger right now. Interesting. That you go in at the specific pick, pick time, and you say, I made a reservation. And you go in and you eat there, whatever they're serving, because that's what they're serving deal with it. Interesting. Uh, and it's nice there, and they have wait- waiters and waitresses, and is that what you call them, or you just call them servers now? I'm not being politically correct, am I? I'm so sorry. Okay, I didn't name that out. <laughs> nope. Waitressaurus. I identify as a waitressaurus rex. So, uh, and they serve you. If you want more coffee, they give you more coffee. If your plate is dirty, they take it from you. My goodness. They, they, they work so hard because people are stupid and they they stay in the dining hall for hours past dinner when dinner is actually supposed to be served and they stay there until like nine o'clock yeah i was was like kind of sort of dating a girl in the dining hall in the dining hall and like 
she told me like it's okay but like it can suck you know um they're on their feet all day you know and but anyway that's the dining hall then the kitchen and oh there's also the dish pit where you wash dishes i worked there for a bit it's great fun wash dishes all day well, I am assuming that you never went back there again. It it wasn't that bad. It was it was quite enjoyable. I only had like a three hour shift though, so I think that working in there the whole day would be a bit much. Ah. And and the whole the whole day the whole summer might be a bit much, but it was fun. So that's the dish pit. Also, there's the snack room. I already explained that. Moving on. There's maintenance. Maintenance. Uh. You cut grass and rake in seaweed off the beach, basically. Unless you're like one of the higher end maintenance guys where you monitor the chemical levels in the pool and fix fix like the piping if it's broken. Mm. Um, that's not a job available to a summer staff member. If you if you're on maintenance for summer staff, you mow the lawn and rake in seaweed. Um. Then there's the office where some summer staff works. You like book, you would deal with customers, guests, we call them. Guests. Yeah. And uh, deal with their obnoxiousness, basically. Okay. You don't sound like you like them. No, no, I'm not saying you have to, no, I'm not saying when you go into the office, you have to deal with the office workers' obnoxiousness. Okay. I'm saying that the guests are obnoxious. That's what I was just saying. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was like, you, you don't like the guests. The office staff are very nice. Just, just to be, just to be clear, they have to be. Um. Guests, you've all, you've just all been insulted as a medium. No, like guests are the people who will want you fired because you're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Guests, guests you are. You should have played Dungeons are the and Dragons with the guests. No. No. <laughs> guests guests are the people who will who will say you know those two staff members who are who are 17 and 18 I don't like seeing them sit sitting on the on the dock together holding hands because that's how you get pregnant. <gasps> okay. <laughs> Yeah, that, that defines guests in a nutshell. Yes. What was your point? <laughs> yes, we're going you, to deeper. You know those people from another religion that were supposed to be um, people, people like Jesus towards them? I don't want them on our property. They're going to influence our children and turn them into Muslims. <sighs> Can we proceed? We're going to have to edit this so much. I'm sorry. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> That is definitely being edited out. No, like just just so much about this. A lot of this is probably not supposed to be talked about. Like, just yeah, heavily edited. This is probably going to be like a two minute long segment. This might not even be a segment. It's more than likely, yes. <laughs> um, I think I've talked about everything except for lifeguarding. Hey, look what I left for last. The best. Am I right? Oh shoot. I forgot about, like, the main thing, actually, which is kids' program, which kind of, you know, deals with, you know, 500 to 600 kids every summer, but, 
let's we don't need that. Let's forget about that. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, no, they're great. They lead the kids in songs and stuff, and they're like singing to Jesus. Jesus is the best. And they're like, we need to talk about Jesus, and here's the Bible. Read the Bible, and there you go, you know? And then there's teen program, which is like the same thing, but for little older kids who are like, let's play a crazy game, and then read the Bible. Like, capture the flag, you know? The other kids are all like, let's make an animal by putting googly eyes on a plate. <laughs> and yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> okay, we are totally leaving that in. Like that one, that is not going anywhere. <sighs> oh gosh. What is happening with my life? What is happening with your head right now? Did you go to sleep last night? I must this, ask. This is my third cup of coffee, so. So I'm assuming you didn't go to sleep last night. No, I did. I did. Then why are you on three cups of coffee? Because coffee's the best. Coffee caused the industrial revolution. Are you aware of this? Okay. It did. Watch CGB Cray's video on coffee. Link in the show notes. Anyway. <laughs> Lifeguarding. Lifeguarding is the next and last. Lifeguarding involves two functions. The maintenance of the pools and the maintenance of people's lives. Hmm. Okay. For, for the majority of it, however, you sit in a chair and do nothing. But you're working hard when you're sitting in the chair. The way lifeguarding works, generally in a typical afternoon session, for four hours, there are three lifeguards. One of them is known as first guard. They are the one who sits in the chair and oversees the pool. The next one is known as the second guard. They are able to um, sit back, relax a bit, but if anyone has a real question, or they need to do some sort of swim test or something, they will deal with that so the other person can focus on the pool. Then we have the person on break. They are allowed to go leave and do whatever they want as long as they're back in 15 minutes and to take over for the first guard. First guard becomes second guard, second guard becomes break, break becomes first guard. Get me? It's like a circle. I, I get it. Like a triangle, if you will but it's more of a circle. I definitely see a circle, but I'm trying to figure If someone is hurt, first guard assesses the situation. Do I need to go over there right now? Or can I say, hey, buddy, can you go help them to, to second guard? If a kid needs a band-aid or otherwise. Okay. If someone dove into the shallow end and broke their neck, you blow on the whistle 
call out, call to the other guard, call to the guards, and say. You have to be auditory. It doesn't work. If you're not I'm sorry. This, this is a podcast. What I I made the motion of freaking out, but you do it clearly. You say, the the second guard, the second guard helps the first guard with whatever they might need. They call nine one one. They bring the first cage kit over or the spinal board over. Mm-hmm. Third guard deals with the patrons. That's what we call them, patrons. Patrons. We 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 like pay, sponsor us on Patreon. People become one of our patrons. Um, we don't have a patron. Do not do that. <laughs> no, if there's someone pretending to be us, don't 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 sponsor them. We do need to trademark this, by the way. We haven't done that yet. Let's do this. <laughs> I mean, you haven't even uploaded the first podcast then. <laughs> So we're jumping on the gun. We haven't got the logo from Alex yet. So third guard deals with the patrons. They blow the long whistle. It doesn't sound like that. It sounds like an actual. It sounds like a whistle. Everyone out of the pool in an orderly fashion, now! He says in a loud, booming voice. Everyone resounding over the This is so that the lifeguards have space to work and they don't have to worry about someone else breaking their neck while they're dealing with this broken neck. The other person gets them out of the pool area, so they're not a responsibility. They they still are, but... um, That's okay. (laughs) So then, when he's sure they're they're good, he calls over and says, "Hey, do you need a hand?" And they're all like, "Yes, please! This man is dying." This has not actually happened while I was on guard, just to be clear. Mm-hmm. So I'm not being insensitive, except I really am. I'm sorry. I'm on caffeine now. Um, if the person is breathing, that's good. You strap them to the spinal board. Call nine one one. Make sure they stay breathing. If they are not breathing. You start CPR, regardless of the fact that their neck is broken, because life over limb. It is better for them to be alive than to be dead, even if being alive puts them in a wheelchair. Life over limb. Hmm. This has never happened while I was there. The worst thing that has happened while I have been here, this is almost certainly going to be edited out, (laughs) but we had a man with a dislocated shoulder in the pool. I was on break. I was reading a book and I was all like, okay, so what happened was I was sitting in the chair reading a book because you're allowed to do that if you're on break. And um, a one, of, one of my, co- no, she was, she was not a colleague at that point. Uh, she came to work with the camp next year, but she was just kind of a person there at that point. Um, she was like, hey dad, are you okay? I look up and there is a man grimacing and holding his shoulder. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> and then he's like, no, I am not okay. So I like jump up from my book, throw my book away. And I'm like, sir, what is the problem? He says, oh, I dislocated my shoulder again. I'm like, okay, um, has this happened before? Do you need, okay. Um, can you come out of the pool, please? And then, so I unhook the lane rope get it up and I and I try to signal to my other guard I'm like you get me you get me do I need to call 911 
And she's all like, mm, what do I do now? <laughs> and then, and then, so we bring him, we bring him to the side. I'm like, okay, do we need to make a splint or something? He's like, oh, I can probably pop it back in. I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, this is sounding terrible already. Okay. He was very cooperative. He, he wasn't pushing to get it popped back in. I think he probably did mention it, but. Don't do that. If you get your shoulder dislocated, do not pop it back in. It sometimes works, but it's not worth it. Um, it's it's not good for your shoulder. Yes. In the long run, is what I'll say. Proceed. Um, so we deal with that. We're like, hey, do you need to go to the hospital? And he's like, ah, oh, no, fine. My wife will drive me. Yeah. And then that's all good. And then so I'm, I just... I just kind of sit back, go into, go into shock for a little bit, and then I'm going to, like, fall asleep later, later. Not at, not, not at, at not on the job. <laughs> okay, I was going to actually ask that. I was very tired, and everyone was like, Dan, you're a hero. And I'm like, I don't feel like a hero. I feel like just a man. Who was placed in a situation and did the only thing he could. Oh, do, do your job properly? Yes. Um, yeah, that's a good thing to do when you're placed into a situation as a lifer. Do your job. I'm not a hero. I'm not a villain. I'm a madman with a box. Anyway. No, no, you're not. You're, 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 you're just a lifeguard. So that, that was the worst situation I've had to deal with. Uh, there really hasn't been anything that came close to that, that I had to deal with. I've heard, I heard about a lot of other worse things, but that was the worst thing that I had to deal with. That sounds... There are other stories that I want to tell, but I don't even want to say them while I'm being recorded, so I'm not going to, but that's, that's lifeguarding. That sounds, that sounds stressful. It is. It really is. <laughs> that was like one of the worst summers of my life <laughs> because like I have not, I have not been more anxious in my life than my first day at the at the workplace, a it was a new camp. Wait, that was your first day? No, 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 okay, no. Okay, thank I was good, gonna say. Thank goodness that was not my first day. That was like like the second last day of the summer. So okay, so I was, was I was comfortable. So it was like you almost made it, and then yeah, no. yeah. Um, no, the first day I was the most anxious I have ever been in my life. Um, because a, okay, I need, it, it was a, it was a new camp. Don't know the people B it's a lifeguarding job. You're responsible for people's lives on a moral, legal, and just job basis. Not only do you have to deal with the shame and guilt of letting a person die. You also have to deal with the lawsuits and getting fired. So have fun with your minimum wage. 
Um, lifeguards do get paid a little bit more than minimum wage, but this was a summer camp, so. That's like, how old were you, like? Uh, 16. Yeah, so. <laughs> Stud student minimum wage. Um, three. It is a Christian camp. Now, Christians are followers of Jesus. Jesus was was accepting. The sad thing is Christians are not always accepting. I I have not really experienced this in like its full form, but I have heard about it. Some Christians are not Christ-like. My, I know, mind blown. It doesn't make sense. Uh -huh. But it... it are you trying to say something right now? No. Keep going. <laughs> Why would I do this? Um, I was worried that the camp was going to be like super, super judgmental. It was not. The people were very kind I'm so I I'm I am really sorry for this 15 second segment, guys. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is so bad. All right, keep going. I'm... No, the quicker we get this on. Half of this stuff is controversial, and half of it is confidential. Um. So yeah, I was nervous. The year previous. I met I met a group of people who were great people. They were great people. They they were what some some people might call them hyper Christians, who are super Christians. They were like, mm, 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 yeah, whoa, Jesus, mm, yeah, mm, you know what I'm saying? Let's go, gospel. Tell it all my friends. For context, if you ever hear a large slam on the table, it's probably my glasses hitting my hitting the table as I cut my uh, my face and just sheer off. Then please. Whereas most places you'll go is be like. But it's not like. Woo! Hey, are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Okay. So I was a little worried it was going to be like that, but it was not. It was very tasteful. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that I hate, and I don't think anyone doesn't hate this, is going into a group of people, you don't know anyone, and everyone else really, really knows each other. I had a bad experience with that uh, back in 2014 at a camp, and I mean, it was like... 85% my fault because I just didn't socialize with people during that week and it was like the longest week of my life, but um, Yeah, another problem with it was just everyone else knew each other so well because they had literally known each other since childhood um, But yeah was I Going oh, yeah go on my first day. Yes. So I was really anxious um, But it got better the next year, I was also really, really anxious because that was my first year teaching swimming lessons, which I I practiced at and got better at, and I and I'm, I'm decent at now. I know I know the system. Get in the water, blow bubbles. Okay. Can you go under the water? Can you can you blow bubbles while you're under the water? 
Can you swim? Move your arm over your head, turning your head back into the water, whilst breathing in. Blow bubbles out. Breathe in. Continue. Um, the next year was great. The next year was the best year I had at the camp because I was not anxious about lifeguarding. I knew what it entailed. I was not anxious about swimming lessons because I knew what they entailed. I'm not saying that both of those things were easy that year, but they were great. One thing that was just, mm, had this had more hours than last year, but I worked all the morning shifts, which meant I got almost no afternoon shifts, which is the busiest shift. Nobody comes in the morning except for crazy people. So you can literally sit there and finish like half of the book of of the Half-Blood Prince in silence. Oh. Beautiful. Mm. Except on Fridays when the, the, the children's program staff bring the kids over. And the kids think it's funny to scream their, the, the Bible verse they've memorized that week at, at the lifeguards okay. to make, and then the lifeguards pretend to fall in the pool. And we don't like to do that Oh. because the pool is cold. It is not heated. <laughs> okay. Especially on days when we don't have lessons because we're dry and we're all like, and, and so what, what they do sometimes is they send someone over and they say, Hey, we're going to come over in a few minutes with the kids and we're going to scare you and you're going to fall in the pool. And then we're like, okay. <laughs> but sometimes they don't do that. And we're all like, oh. we see them and they're like, oh, here they come. And they like, they like try to hide. They're like, oh, you are being so sneaky. <laughs> but like, we, we see them. We see them a mile away. We, we intentionally have to look away so we don't obviously see them. Like we are the ones being sneaky. They are not. <laughs> we are the ones. You are the ones who are succeeding at your stealth checks. Exactly. See. Every time there is always that one kid who's like, I know you're not actually scared. You're just acting. <laughs> always like the nine-year-old, ten-year-old kind of kind of person. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're like, no, we're not. We're we're well. You really scared us. So yeah. Hmm. Because we have to keep up the act for the smaller kids, but we at the same time we're kind of letting the, the older kids on the joke like, shut up, kid. You must be fun at parties, you know. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's it's fine when we're mentally prepared for it, but when they just come, we we don't do it. Well, a few times I just pretended to fall down on the deck instead, because I refuse to fall in the pool because it's cold, and then you're wet all over and it's horrible huh don't can i get context as to why this falling over thing with bible verses thing because what 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 the what the uh, leaders do and the program thing they they teach the kids a bible verse right yeah because you need to memorize god's word and keep it in your heart okay i got it i got it keep going <laughs> Uh, so as an incentive for the kids to memorize the verse, which they really don't need. They really don't need this incentive. Kids will 
kids will chant anything because they like to chant stuff. It's like, okay, when at the end of the week, we're going to go over to the pool and scream the verse at the lifeguards. And they're going to fall in the pool because they're so scared. And then they, Why are they scared? <laughs> Like because this, this we didn't one? see them coming. We had oh, no oh, we had okay, no idea. Okay. We had no idea oh, this was okay. happening. Oh, I see. You, they all have low passive wisdom. Got it. Oh, startled is a better word. We're not scared by the kids. We're startled. Yes. yes. Okay. Um So yeah, the kids are all like, "Oh man, can't wait to scare those lifeguards." So So they learn their Bible verse and then they scream it at us. Man, the topic earlier and like just through uh through this conversation, I'm just thinking back to my own childhood now. I'm like, I never used to do those things. Well, you weren't huh. you weren't a Christian. Well, no, but like, like you know, like like those dumb like things like that, like the dumb like the dumb things they. You that they just kind of become a thing in camp and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I that would be I would have loved that as a kid. Like putting myself in young Daniel's mind, I would have loved that. That would have been amazing. Oh, I would be like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. I'm sneaking up on the left guard, you know. But uh, it, it's it's just the worst. It's just the worst. And then they're like, they're like, they're literally like cats, like. There's a, you have a hundred cats and there's, there's five humans trying to get these cats from the chapel, which is across the road. They're, they're trying to get them to the pool and then back. Some of them are like running towards the lake and you're like, no cat, come back here. And you're like, you're like, no cat, don't eat that other cat's hair. Oh gosh. I'm so, I'm so glad I don't work in the kids program. Like I have enough contact with kids during swimming lessons. <laughs> gosh i love okay i have ex i've used this analogy before children are like mice 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 are kind of cute when you think about it they're kind of cute they're like little little, 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 little handy little tails in the eyes but when there's a hundred of them in your house ah that is terrifying that is that is literally what they put in horror movies okay I'm gonna cut you off here. Yes, you you know all about childcare. No, I'm talking about mice. <laughs> well, th obviously there are. This is a story over our reading week. Oh, okay, okay, go ahead, go ahead. So, my okay, uh, my second, the second, yeah, the the, ah, sorry, second youngest brother-in-law. Yes. So when he came back from Pakistan recently, he's kind of um he's kind of just always been a trickster in the fit like in the family ever since he came like. How old is he? I don't know. He's in. He's roughly. He's, roughly. Either, like he's gonna kill me if he listens to this at any point. But high, but like very like at least like I think twenty nine or low thirties somewhere around there. Um, oh, I thought you were talking. Okay, sorry. You said brother in law. Yeah, I said brother in law. Okay. I don't I, have a brother. I, I so what you, did you think I said? I sort of no, I thought you were talking about a child. No, no, no. I'm talking about my brother-in-law. Okay. So, no, this is completely unrelated. This is the only thing still familiar with this is mice. Okay, so, okay, okay. Mice, yes. Tangent. We're at his house. Like, he recently bought his house and everything, right? Yeah. So, um... So, he has this... Yeah, so he has this habit of playing tricks on, on everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, he just... He's a prankster. Mm -hmm. So, nobody believes him when he says something in, like, a panic voice or anything. 
So then we have like we have little baby Zara just uh, in front of in front of my mom just sitting there. She's just playing with my mom and dad, and they're sitting on the couch. And then he he's like we're in the kitchen. I'm making tea for the family. He's just uh, he's washing the dishes because we had a fairly we had a party last week like uh, the day before. So and then he's like so he, all of a sudden he points. He's like I'm he just like in order he says. There's a mouse underneath the couch. And everyone's like, nobody believes it. Like, everybody's just going on with their day. There's like, no, no, there isn't. He's just being troll. And he's panicking at this point. He's like, he's yelling, there is a mouse underneath the couch. And like, Zara's like, right in front of it. But with my mom and like, everyone. Uh, I have, I, I am frightened by rodents to like, a massive degree. <laughs> like, rats and mice, I hate them. Bill not, I can't hear them. I mean, that, that's fair. So like okay, so basically what's happening here? I don't believe either. I'm just making my tea. And then like he's like he's he's insisting, and but he's like and when nobody believes him until the mouse actually gambles off at the side from the side of the couch, and everybody sees it. And like I'm the person who spots it, other than him. And it's like I'm the asking mouse hit. So I mean like mom, there's an actual mouse. So oh, mom. Just, wait, wait. Repeat what you said in Urdu. I'm I'm me asli mouse. I don't know how to say mouse. I speak broken Urdu. It's okay. okay. <laughs> oh, that's what you mean by broken. Like you, I'm really bad at it. You use English words. Right? And I'm also really bad at it. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so my mom immediately picks up Zara and everybody, and they're like, "So but, and my first thing is that like I just drop the tea, and I'm just like I'm I'm on top of the I'm on top of the couch. I'm not getting down. <laughs> I refuse to get down. So um." And then now, like, but now they're trying to kill the mouse. Like, machine knife. Like, he's this is the brother-in-law. He is trying to, like, uh, he's try to actually trying to bludgeon the mouse to death with the mouse. He's trying to get me to help. I'm like, I'm not coming off this. And then, like, they're just my mom. Like, my mom just has Zara picked up at this point. Well, the it, point of this was, yeah, no, like, there was an actual mouse there. This is just, this is just human, right? <laughs> like, mice killed us all. Back, rats, back, back. Rats, mice and mice and rats killed us all back in the day. So mice, it, it makes primarily rats, it makes rats. sense that the humans who are alive today are the ones who are terrified of of said rodent. And then yes, like cows. So yeah, that's a story of how nobody actually listens to my brother-in-law ever. And might actually start listening now. The boy who cried mouse. Wow. Is this, so would you say this is a topic or like a random conversation? Hmm. Well, it started off as a topic, but then it, it just it just moved, you know. And I that, feel like but I feel way. like if we're making this and putting this into an episode, we put it in like the topic section and not the random conversation. Yes, it kind of went on for a while. I would agree. It is it is quite long. The recording I have here is fifty three minutes. So yeah, this is definitely going in the yeah. All right, topic. Possible title: The Boy Who Cried Mouse. Ch right. Children are like mice. Here we go. I don't know. I don't think they talked about that. Mm. But like, I agree with Brady on like the more philosophical conversations. Like they talk about are humans different than other animals? And Brady's like, there, yeah, there is, there is something different about humans. And yes. I'm like, yes, there is, because God and Jesus. And and <laughs> that's not what Brady says. Brady Brady is not religious, but um, 
I would agree with him a lot more than Gray, who says we we are we are monkeys who develop consciousness because there is no God. Whereas I agree a lot more with Gray's general lifestyle of introversion and stuff. I just relate to him a little bit more, I guess. You're going to break that. I am going to totally break that. Um, although this is not w the way it should be, I, I, do, I would rather my day go by without me talking to people like Gray. Mm-hmm. Um, Talking to people is a very, um, how do you say? Stressing activity. Not necessarily stressful, unless it's like a job interview, but like taxing. Taxing is the word I'm looking for. Unless it's to someone like you, who I feel like perfectly comfortable saying anything. Mm -hmm. And there are very few people like that in the world. Mm. That was like the closest we're ever going to come to saying how much we mean to each other. So let's move on. That's, let's move on. <laughs> that was my side of like, you're not going to comment to that. Let's get going here. Uh, Stop it. Your eyes are... <laughs> my eyes are what exactly? Were you saying? Because like, if you were somebody else, we, w we could have that conversation, but you're not. You are sod. I'm sod. And Ben is Ben, so I refrain from that for the most part. Okay. But you still get hugs after greeting me. <laughs> I will not. I will not murder you. If like, you were obviously expecting one when you walked in the door. Yeah. <laughs> this this time, but I didn't give it to you because I don't I don't know why I just didn't I didn't feel like it. But I kind I kind of tackled you when you came home from Christmas break. Yes, yes, you did. Anyways. That's just one thing you have to deal with. Um. Oh, too much emotions. Get the get, get, get it back on religion. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> too many emotions. <sighs> one ghost pepper chip. Give him a sec, give him a sec. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with this. Yeah, they taste pretty good though, don't they? They're like... You should totally put those in front of John um, there's on no, Saturday. There's nothing wrong with this. Wait, they're gonna be still by then. Okay. It's already beat red. <laughs> <laughs> if I had an excuse, I would just go outside for half an hour. How do I switch this? There's no way to switch this. Okay. Mid video. Is this as bad as it gets? At this point? Uh. Thought is Indian. He doesn't care. <laughs> you're, supposed to, you're supposed to eat more than one. Like, they pick up the more you eat. Okay. <laughs> I ate, a, I ate a, a half a bowl of these and I was like. Okay, yeah, no, it's already gone. That was that was intense, but I'm not having more. I was anticlimactic. Dan, that's dead. That's like, oh, we're gonna stick our hand in a thing of boiling water. 
Oh, that wasn't so bad. I don't know what that was complaining about. Are we eating this whole bag? We're gonna, you're gonna eat more than one. That was the most intense chip I ever ate. Now imagine eating yeah, half a bowl before now. realizing you're screwed. Yeah, that's starting to kick in now. A little bit. Supposedly, these things, if you eat enough of them, they go up to 10 minutes. I haven't had this feeling in a long time. Well, Among chips, five, I think? Just the feeling of Catholic basin. I have three before me, so. Uh, four. <sighs> And you want to eat a real ghost pepper. These are a fraction of how bad those things are going to be. I know. If you eat half this bag, you'd probably get close to a real pepper. Maybe. Yeah, five is starting there. We made an actual podcast episode. You should listen to it. It's actually not that bad. First we talked about D&D. We talked about uh, camping. Or camp, not camping. Lifeguard camping. We talked about children. Ben just gave me a look. I told him. I told him we talked about children in the podcast. And then you didn't elaborate. <laughs> yes, we talked about children. Oh, my ears are doing the thing. My ears are doing the thing. My ears. My ears get hot. And they start like. I want chip what? 10? 11? Mm. And they start like leaking. You're on chip 3. You haven't even hit 5 yet. Yeah. Two more, then. You gotta do two more. I'm standing here with the Italian and the Indian, and I'm dying because I'm Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> there must be historical context for this. <laughs> we like our Gouda cheese. And our croquettes. We like cheese. We like croquettes. We just also love killing ourselves with spicy. <laughs> and massage is just a lifestyle. Just a lifestyle. Every day. Oh yeah, Saad. Hope, you, hope you're uh, okay with the amount of spiciness you're feeling. It's gonna last about five, ten minutes. Oh gosh, my nose is running. My nose is running. Yeah, I just got that too. My ears are popping. You're on four, man. You've got to pass the threshold. Alright, you're fucked. I mean, you have them at such late intervals, though. Yeah, but no, but it, stay, it stays. Like I said, these things last for like... Bring it on! These things last for like 10 minutes. Yeah, it's five of us. Let's go. Oh, no, 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 no. 